This is Kimball Orchie, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a minute, actually longer than a minute, but really happy to be back. And today we're going to jump right in. As my guest, I've invited Raymond Valorci, who, as many of you know, is an extraordinary immigration attorney and also happens to be my spouse. Welcome, Ray. Good. Hello there. <laughs> Are you awake? I am awake. The audience probably doesn't know that um, I thought I might have to bribe you to do this, but as it turns out, I just had to say it about 15 times to get you into this chair. Uh, that's accurate. Okay. So for all of those those of you listening, Ray actually doesn't know what we're going to talk about today. I find these conversations are more interesting and fun when we don't pre-plan them. So he's looking at me right now, slightly intrigued, slightly annoyed, and maybe a little apprehensive. I feel here. like I'm sitting on a polygraph test. Really <laughs> well, you might be. Um, so what I thought we'd talk about today is communication. And the reason I think it's it's always a good topic is, you know, relationships, how people interact is kind of the foundation of our existence, right? I'm always talking about clarity. And you and I know that, you know, sometimes we have misunderstandings when one of us or the other isn't super clear. So let's start there. A lot of times I feel like I'm being really, really clear and I get some really weird response from you. Or you'll think you're being really clear and get some strange response from me. True? True. What do you think causes that? Assumptions. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession here. So you haven't you haven't heard me speak lately, right? Um I did. Oh I have. <laughs> I hear you speak every day. <laughs> okay, fair. But you haven't been to any of my speaking engagements. And what you don't know is that I often Well, get... I do know is that you keep on using me you... as the example of what not to do. <laughs> you know that? I am flattered about it. You know that I do that? Yeah. I was going to confess. I didn't think of you course, knew. So it's not mean-spirited. It's just that you give me so much good material. <laughs> so since you're sitting in front of me today, I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell on yourself and give me an example. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a second, but I want you to think about a recent time where... Oh, I don't need a second. Oh, oh, oh. I know exactly what you're Whoa. asking. Whoa. Okay. So assumptions, assumptions, assumptions. So I recently was, uh, you know, a little stressed out, and I needed to get things done, and I need, and I had a deadline. Wait, and, what? What question are you answering? <laughs> and and and, and I'm, I'm gonna own it. I exactly know where your mind is. I've been, wait, wait. I know you know where my mind is, but maybe my listeners don't. So what okay, question sorry. are you answering? See, perfect example of assumption. <laughs> oh my god, could not have teed it up better. Right. Go ahead. No, I'm, what's your question? No, you're, you're, you told me you know what it is. No, I made an assumption. So since the whole thing is about communication, which I'm clearly showing what not to do, what's the question? The question is, can you think of a time when you were not as clear as you thought you were? Oh, that's daily. Uh, but, but here's what I'll say. Uh, I had a deadline. Uh, you knew. I told you. I go, I got to run. I'm, I'm leaving early. I got a deadline. I'm really busy today. I need to work. Uh, fast forward eight, nine, ten hours later. How was your day? How was your day, honey? And I'm laughing and I'm shaking my head. And I said, well, I really didn't accomplish anything I had set to do. And, and the reason I didn't is because basically I told my, my awesome staff, I said, listen, I, I, I don't want to be disturbed today. And unless it's an emergency. And, and sure enough, you know, I had a whole stack of interruptions throughout the day. 
And, and I came home and, and that's when you and I had that conversation and I made an assumption. I made the assumption that in my head, um, an emergency was clear. What, what it meant. What an emergency is, is clear. Correct. Right. It's interesting because I think a lot of people would make that assumption. I think it, it's such a good example because it seems so simple and this is what happens, right? It's like, well, this is so obvious, but the thing is, it's not obvious. It isn't. And so... Let's just let's just play with this, right? So if you ask, I mean, you always told me that your mom hated to be interrupted uh, unless it was an emergency when she and was working out. When she was working out, okay, right. when she was working out, yeah. And and you told me, yeah, that what what were the? There were two things. All right, there were two things we knew that we could interrupt her for. One is that if somebody was bleeding profusely, most most likely from the head. Right. If you were bleeding profusely from your leg, you're still probably going to get in trouble if you interrupted. So life and death. Like life and death. And the second was like vomiting uncontrollably, not hitting a toilet. So like I'm dead serious. It was that clear. And I would run every interruption through that filter. Right. Because I remember like a friend would call. It'd be summer break and a friend would call and be like, hey, can you go to the pool or can you go here? Can you go there? And I wanted to go get an answer right now. It's an emergency right now. I need to know my plans. But she needed that hour to recharge and be able to to take care of us all day, right? So if I didn't have the rules, she would have never, ever gotten through a workout. Right. Right? Right. So that's the kind of clarity that, you know, although we laugh about it, and she she even laughs at herself now, like, whoa, that was a lot. Um, But, you know, there's no disputing what was and wasn't allowed. And again, that's one of the reasons I say assumptions is that I, even between you and I, yeah, like we, we have conversations and I make a lot of assumptions in my head because I'm assuming that you are on the same page or you're exactly where I am or you know me and I will, and I will say something, but, but from on a, on a professional level, what, one of the things that, that I learned for, about myself, um, that you, you have to sit down with a person. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like a reverse cross examination. In other words, you ask and answer the question yourself. It's like okay, you go through step by step. You give them the foundation. There's an understanding. You know, you give them maybe a couple of examples. And what what I've learned from my own mistake is that after that episode, there was another situation where where I needed to just kind of be secluded or excluded from the real world for for this. And and it worked. It was marvelous. Mm-hmm. Because I was clear, I took that extra step mm-hmm. of, of of really meeting with with, with my my staff and saying, okay, that I gave him some foundation, and, and it was fantastic because we were all on the same page, we right. all understood. Right. Um, and I also found out that I give mixed messages sometimes. In other words, wait, I say, what? You? Oh, shut up! Uh, <laughs> my know, shock. So, my shock and amazement. Okay, you, okay, sorry. Go I'm on. I'll give you an Oscar on. for that one. Yeah, I know. That uh, was but, good. But, <laughs> but 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 I even forgot what I was saying. But, you but get mixed messages. I get mixed mess- mixed messages all the time I, because of you know hot and cold because I'm a Gemini on the Casper Taurus. <laughs> I'm an only child. I mean, you put them all in the mixer and you get me. So I give mixed messages. You know, and and if you you cannot give mixed messages because then what happens is like you know if you if you were okay with it thirty seconds ago. Well, what has changed? Right. Well, what has changed is in my head it has changed, but you have no way of knowing what has changed in my head. So I'm really actually grateful that you said that. Um, 
the reason, in my opinion, right, that you give mixed messages isn't actually because you're a Gemini or because you're, you know, all those things. Um, you're just moving really fast. And, right. and this is the case of a lot of leaders that I work with is that you have so much to do. You have so much to accomplish. So much relies on you. So much on your plate. And you're going so quickly that you're pivoting, right, really, really fast and, and on the fly. And so maybe 30 seconds changes things. But here's 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 the big but, um, and it's a big but. Um, it reminds me of a song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I got a little stuck there for a second. Um, but if it, no, in, in seriousness, this is an important point: is that when you're clear, when you actually can slow down long enough to get really clear on what the objective is, you will not be so frantic. And, and you will not be jumping from thing to thing to thing. And your mind won't be bouncing all around because it's a challenge. I understand. But, it, it, you know, when, when you're as busy as you are and, and look, I've been doing it for 25 years. I'm still jumping from one rock to another. Right. And, and, and it, it takes effort. It, it, I need, you know, it takes organizing oneself. Not only, you know, you can have any list you want. Right. Your brain is is an SKP from, from a maximum security prison. It's yeah. just going to do what it wants. Well, I mean, yes and no, right? Because the thing is, is that if it's just you and you're operating in a vacuum, and I'm not just talking about you, I'm saying sort of a collective you. Um, and I, this, I apply this to myself, is that if I'm the only one I have to consider, right? Then if I want to be undisciplined in my thoughts and jump all over the place and be like, you know, here, there, wherever, I've got so much to do. Oh my God, I'm so freaking busy. I can do that. And I just have to live with my own chaos. But if I have people who are looking to me for Correct. direction Absolutely. and I have people whose work depends on me Absolutely. being able to be steady, then I have to slow down long enough to get control of my thoughts, to get control of my day, to get control of my objectives. And, and this is why, like, you can't communicate clearly if your thoughts are unclear. Correct. And so it goes even back a step. Like, we started with talking about communication and how you communicate. But let's say, go back to that example, right? If you haven't taken time to think about what are the interruptions I would be okay with and what are the ones I wouldn't, then you're, you're, you're flinging them on the fly. So they're coming at you and you're trying to decide, is this emergency? Is this not? You haven't been able to give clarity because you don't have it. And... And, you know, your wisdom boils down to one thing as an example. My brain is just basically, an, you know, it's just a boxing bag. You know, it's just there are a million things going on at the same time. But the only times that that hasn't happened is, let's say I'm standing in court or I'm in court and I'm addressing the court or I'm making a legal argument. I'm as clear, precise, concise as I can be. And the reason is because... I am focused on one thing and one thing only. Right. It's just basically addressing the court or making the argument. Right. And and what you just basically said is you, you nailed it. Is it, it's it's your head, and and you just need that moment. Right. And and the moment that I have is when I'm at that task and my focus is on that task. Right. Whereas when I'm at the desk, I don't have to answer to a judge. I don't have to to answer to anybody else. So my brain is going in every direction. Right. But you know the the idea of multitasking is is a fallacy. Like we actually can't multitask. Like, no, actually, like scientifically proven, we can't, you can only focus on one thing at a time. So when you can prove it, yeah, I can prove it when I send the wrong email to the wrong person. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Right. So, so, you know, coming back to how we communicate, you've got to be 
clear and focused on your own thoughts in order to clearly share them with someone else. And that's why I think sometimes when you and I have issues, like one of us is where our thoughts are somewhere else. Correct. And so if you say something to me and my thoughts are way far away. Yeah, there are times that I don't want to be where your thoughts are. Which is, I refuse to be in there because that, that, which brings to an example, like for instance, we'll have a guests over and I will ask you. It's like I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, we're going here, huh? Yeah, we're going here because okay. th- th- this is a good one. It is. You're right. So I, I, I will have a menu and I, I know exactly what I'm going to do from A to Z. And I come to you and I say, hey, Kimber, um, this is what I've planned for the evening. This is the menu that I'm going to serve. What do you think? And then I look at it and it looks amazing, but it's usually like a ton of food, a ton of process, a ton of everything, right? It's like abundant. And because I don't love to cook, um, I just see like a shit ton of work. And so when I look at it, I mean, I do, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so extra. And so I usually will suggest that you can do without one thing on the menu, which. Yeah, but that totally ruins the whole creativity. You know, I have it planned and, and it flows taste wise and otherwise in my mind that it, it's the menu. I understand. So you're asking me, what do I think? And I'm telling you honestly what I think. And it pisses you off. Yeah, because I'm assuming that like I'm making this, you know, gorgeous meal or I'm getting ready to make this gorgeous meal. It's going to taste superb. And then you just burst my bubble. Right. Which I'm, you know, I've learned, right? Because we had this huge blowout fight the last time that we went through this little song and dance. But it's, it's all based on assumptions. Correct. Right. And that's why it's such a good example. You're assuming that I'm going to just approve the menu. I thought you were going to say, oh, my goodness, this is going to be spectacular. Oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Instead. Yeah, I'm sorry. You um, were Debbie I'm, Downer. God, I'm feeling like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you were being but, protective because okay. a lot of work goes into it. I am being protective. And that's and that's the thing, right? Like, I, I see how hard you work. I see how tired you are during the week. And then you're going to do this massive cooking undertaking on the weekend. And I just am like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, can you sort of achieve the same result with slightly less effort? Which isn't what you're asking me at yeah, it's all. Called takeout. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you're asking me, but but that's where it's coming from, right? It's not coming from a place of this isn't going to be amazing. It's more of just like, oh, wow, this is a lot. And so it's, it's so interesting, right? Because my filter is sort of a protective. I don't want you to right. do too much work. Right. And you're coming at it, you know, feeling really dejected because I didn't flip out and get really excited over the menu. And so it, when it, we... It, it's true. Because it, you, you come from a different angle. In other words, I come from a cre- creative way. It, it's a soothing. It's a comforting. It's, right. it's my zen moment. To be in the kitchen. I know this, but I know this now. And so right. this is this is the this is the lesson of the whole freaking thing. Is right. that the minute you told me that, the minute we were able to sit down after we stopped being mad at each other, and you were like, Look, this is my happy place, right? This right. is what makes me happy. This fills my heart. Right. I can go like, oh my gosh, cooking to you is what dancing is to me. Right. Holy crap. I need to, you know not weigh in at all. Like my, you're not needing, I have no expertise in what you're doing. You don't need me to weigh in 
in any way other than to just be excited. No, but but what you're looking for when you're asking for my feedback is support. Correct. You're not looking for actual feedback. Correct. And so, you know, it's it's assumptions and it's also sort of understanding where the other person is coming from. And this right. is what this is the crux of when miscommunication happens, right? right? It's never badly intentioned. It's not one person's trying to hurt the other. It's it's simply we're not seeing eye to eye because we're coming at it from totally different places. And we're either not clearly asking for what we want, which is I want you to approve my menu, as opposed to what do you think open-ended, say anything that comes to your mind. And also me not understanding the purpose of this. And and you know what? That from the very beginning when we started this conversation today, the, the, there was no hesitation because assumption mm-hmm. is across the board. We do it every day. We do it with everyone around us, whether mm-hmm. it's professionally, as I did that one day, mm-hmm. or with you. Um, and it, 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 it's hard not to assume. I agree. It is. And we all do it. So before we wrap up, I want to give my listeners two suggestions. One for being a better communicator, which is all of those things that you think everybody should already know. All of those things that that you, you know, when you go to say them and you're just like, yeah, everybody knows this, duh. Those are the things that you need to say extra words about. So take a minute and check yourself, right? As you're going, if if it's meaningful to you and you're interested in a specific result, then question yourself rather than questioning the people you're speaking to, right? Don't question their competency and their ability to process or know. Check yourself and make sure you're not assuming that everyone thinks like you think. That's number one. And number two, as a listener, if somebody says something to you or gives you an instruction that is unclear or asks a question and you don't understand what they're asking, ask for clarification, Making an assumption when somebody says something to you and you just react because your mind is somewhere else or you're assuming something about the person or you're assuming something about their intention. It's always a recipe for misunderstanding. But if you can pause and take a breath and then ask a clarifying question, ask for where they're coming from, ask for what they're needing, ask for what they're wanting before you respond, you have a much better chance of having a meeting of the minds in the conversation. Amen, sister. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. It wasn't torture, was it? No. You might even come to another episode with me? I'd love to. Okay, amazing. This is Kim Balorchi, and you've been listening to Boldly Stated. I want to wish all of you happy holidays and a wonderful new year. I look forward to being back here with you again soon.